0: Good morning. I want to welcome you all to the Springfield Church of the Brethren. I'm so glad to see each of your smiling faces here, although I can't see them very well. If you would go along with me in the bulletin, I don't have any extra announcements as far as it goes, but if you follow along in the bulletin, it's all there and you can get all the extra information as we go. Um September Cornerstone, we'll start there because the other ones are joys and concerns. The September Cornerstone newsletter can be found in your email box or your church box in the back. Kids' Closet yesterday, they had uh, a couple families come in. I think they said seven or eight kids got to go through that, so that's a joy, absolute joy. Uh, Your ACME has started their community cashback program, so if you shop at ACME, please bring your receipts in. Uh, The church picnic was originally scheduled for today, and that has been postponed until we can actually be allowed to have food and eat together and fellowship together that way. Uh, The upper room devotional for September and October can be found on the entry door. And outdoor visits with Dick Putt. Called Dick to schedule a time to visit, and he's at Danbury, they are still doing Bible study. I'm not sure how well that's going on while Andrew's on vacation. If anybody has updates on that. It's canceled for the next couple weeks then? Okay. And as far as budget requests, so the church can have their budget for the next year, those need to be in as soon as possible. Also with the Constitution re- Revision. And if you turn the page and you see Deacons on call for August, we have Dale, Becky, and Jean Garcia. If you like the flowers that are blooming today, you can call them and talk about it. Your deacons are there to be a guide, a help, a prayer concern, and a joy with you. Everything that you have gained, you have within yourself. You can express that. The deacons are on, on call. Sometimes don't ever get a call all month. We're there to pray with you, to enjoy life with you. So don't be afraid to call about anything. It doesn't have to be a specific prayer request. And moving on to our joys and concerns. If anyone has any that they would like to present, My, our family is getting together today to uh,
1: honor Sonny's
0: life after church. Okay, Sonny's life after. Okay. Well, <laughs> so our prayers with you as your family meets as you celebrate Sonny's life. Christine. Uh, she is having surgery on Wednesday for breast cancer. Um, Becky's friend, Polly, she's, was it Thursday? It's Wednesday. Wednesday, I'm sorry. Uh, is going to have surgery for breast cancer on Wednesday, so keep her in prayers. And over the prayer chain, we heard that uh, Dorn Young had passed away last night, so we wanna keep that whole family in prayers. And as far as Pastor Andrew, he did not have the best start because they got gotten an accident already on the road, so. We want to keep the rest of their travels in in our prayers. Please quiet your hearts and your minds as we listen to this morning's prelude. Please join me with me in prayer. Father God, we just, we want to magnify your name. We want to celebrate all the things that you have given us. We want to mourn with our brothers and sisters as we have lost some loved ones. We want to pray blessings on those traveling, on those having surgeries. For those that just can't make it out for those that are afraid to make it out. Lord, you are an awesome God, and to some you are unknown. May we, your children, spread that word to all of your children. Amen. We're going to continue with Acts I'm in chapter 7, following along where Andrew left off. And as you can assume, the life of Paul, where Paul came to Thessalonica and went to the synagogue and started preaching the good news of Jesus. This is what he did everywhere that he went. Some Jews were jealous and found people from the market to form a mob. This drove Paul to Berea. Upon arrival... Paul went to the synagogue and started preaching the good news. The Thessalonians heard he was preaching and sent the mob there. Paul was escorted to Athens and was waiting for Silas and Timothy in Athens. And that's where we start our scriptures today in verse 16. While Paul was waiting for them in Athens, he was greatly distressed to see that the city was full of idols. So he reasoned in the synagogue with both Jews and God-fearing Greeks, as well as in the marketplace day by day with those who happened to be there. A group of Epicurean and Stoic philosophers began to debate with him. Some of them asked, what is this babbler trying to say? Others remarked, he seems to be advocating foreign gods. He said this because Paul was preaching the good news about Jesus and the resurrection. Then they took him and brought him to a meeting of the Areopagus, where they said to him, do we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting? You are bringing some strange ideas to our ears, and we would like to know what they mean. All the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there spent their time doing nothing but talking about and listening to the latest ideas. Now, Athens is a Greek culture, so they weren't as familiar with the Jewish God, or Jesus and his resurrection. Um, a babbler is someone that they just didn't understand what he was saying, so he just went on and on and on. So these Arapagus basically were trying to find out exactly what he was saying. In verses 22, Paul then stood up in the meeting of the Pagas and said, People of Athens... I see that in every way you are very religious. For as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, to an unknown God. So you are ignorant of the very thing you worship. And this is what I am going to proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth Seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he he is not far from any one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. Therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone an image made by humans, design, and skill. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. When they heard about the resurrection of the dead, some of them sneered, but others said, we want to hear you again on this subject. At that, Paul left the council. Some of the people became followers of Paul and believed. Among them was Dionysus, a member of the Areopagus, also a woman named Demarius, and a number of others. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word. Now, Paul's life, after being in the presence of Jesus, has been about preaching the good news about Jesus, the Son of God. In Athens, he took time to notice things about the people so he can relate to them. The altar to the unknown God was a perfect way for Paul to connect with them. He was able to start a conversation without putting them on a defensive, and they were already worshiping the unknown God. So he was just informing them who the unknown God is. We've been able to tell with all the stories and the epistles that Paul has written that he is one of the best evangelists, hands down. How many people today do not know God? The class I'm attending right now through the BBI class that's allowing me to be up in front of you and give this sermon We are doing teaching and learning in the church. Mostly it's about Christian education. We had our first class yesterday, on it yesterday, and I already had my first paper due. So I already gave my example of what I think Christian education is. If I asked you what Christian education is, what would your answer be? Is it the first time you were brought to church? Is it the first time you heard a sermon? Who is your unknown God that you didn't know that somebody had to introduce you to? In last week's sermon, Pastor Andrew was talking about the sower dispersing the seed. He was dispersing it everywhere. Indiscriminate didn't matter. He just threw it. If we look at Matthew 28, 18 to 20, some of you might recognize this one. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and surely I am with you always to the end of the age. Now this is part of our discussion we had yesterday. Disciples, disciples are students. If we have students that means we are mentors. Somebody was your mentor and you are a student and you still are. Aren't we commanded to sow the seeds everywhere. In Deuteronomy 6, four through nine. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts and press them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on all, on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Isn't this also telling us to sow the seeds everywhere? Everywhere you go, you talk about Jesus and since it's the Old Testament, it was God. Jesus wasn't there yet. It's an unknown God to somebody. First Peter 3, 15 and 16, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against you, your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. Doesn't this revert back to what Paul did? His hope was in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He was telling everyone in a manner that was gentle and respectful. Now that we know that we are called to evangelize, how do we do it? Is it not what Paul did? Take the time... Find something you can relate to with the other person and start a conversation. Does it have to be a way I'm going to proclaim Jesus Christ to you and I'm going to hammer it into you? Until you learn who Jesus Christ is, I'm not giving up. That's all I'm going to talk about. Don't you think everybody would run from you if you did that? Find something to start a conversation just like Paul did an altar to an unknown God. He found a common thread. Start conversations. Get to know people. What are their likes? What are their dislikes? Within that, steer them towards Jesus. If they don't want to hear about Jesus right away, keep them in your prayers and keep talking to them. You are the sower. All you're doing is sowing the life that you are leading. You are a follower of God. Be a friend to them. It doesn't always have to happen in an instant. I have a friend that's taken over 20 years. But if I would stop telling him about Jesus today, I think he would ask me what's wrong with me. We also have to realize that not everyone learns in the same way. My learning in the class, I don't talk much and my scores go down because you're supposed to participate more. I absorb and it takes me a couple days to be able to give a really good answer. So I feel embarrassed to blurt out some of the things that I say. So within my learning, That's not how I learn. There are some people that like to doodle. So if I'm up here preaching and I see people doodling, that's just the way they learn. There are many different ways that people learn. Some like visual. To me, that really helped, so I asked Don to have it put up on the screen today. Some people like to repeat what was said so they make sure they know what was heard. Take that into account when you're talking to anybody. Be patient with them and just love them like God loves you. We as individuals are a representation of this church, of this unknown God. If we invite somebody to church, but we are not inviting them to ourselves, will they feel welcome? In other words, if I hear somebody, you know, talking and I start that conversation. It's like, you know what? You should come to my church. Why? Well, you'll hear about God there. Okay. But why can't you tell me? I know you. I feel comfortable with you. Well, I just don't have all the answers. If you don't have the answers, go to your church and find them. Go to your Bible and find them. Bring them back to them. If we are not welcoming to the people that we talk to each and every day, what does that say about our church? As a church body, this group that is here and listening, well, it would be online, but as a recorded message that they get sent, are we leading each other to God? We have three different classes. We have senior adults, I forget what the name is in the back, um, and circle of friends downstairs. Each class has a huge strength. But do the people in circle of class want to come up to the senior adults class? If they do, it's a completely different scenario. They learn in different ways. The people in the circle of friends class have an extra closeness that I've noticed. As I attended that, the senior adult, Glenn, does an excellent job of teaching and giving full knowledge. But if you intermix those two classes, it doesn't work out so well. The camaraderie that is in a class kind of breaks down a little bit. But even though we're in two different classes, does that mean we're not talking to each other about God? and leading each other to God? That's just the way you learn. It's an accepted thing that we have to have more than one class because that's how people learn. Once we acknowledge that, we can move past and start leading people to God and closer to one another. The most important thing to learn about evangelism Is if we sow the seed, the unknown God can make it grow. Even if we throw it on the path, the beaten path that will not soak up the seed and it will not grow anything. This unknown God that we know can make it grow. The roots can go over to the sides and they can find fertile soil. He can bring somebody in to bring fertile soil onto that path and make that seed grow. It is not up to us to bring that person to God. It is up to us to sow the seed, to let them know who the unknown God is, give them their Christian education, and let God nourish, water them, and bring them to himself. That is not our job, it is not a failure if you cannot talk to somebody and they don't come to this church? What if three weeks from now they go to a different church? God wins. God has another son or daughter. All we are supposed to do is sow the seed. It's what we're called to do. The only way to know the unknown God is to learn about him. Why are you here today? Is it to see my smiling face? Some of you didn't even know I was going to be up here. Is it to see each other's faces? Did you come here so you can get everything you possibly can out of it, soak it up, take it home, and leave it there? Did you come here willing to open your heart to other people that are around you. Welcome them. Soak in the fact that everyone's leading each other to God. Learn who God is. Learn who God is tomorrow, yesterday, and today. As we learn and grow, we learn who the unknown God is. As I asked you earlier, did your Christian education begin? How did your Christian education begin? So I ask you, the next person you meet that doesn't know God, where does their Christian education begin? Their Christian education begins with you spreading the absolute joy that you have in the Lord. Everything you have learned, everything you are, is Jesus Christ died on a cross for your sins. That you may be forgiven and your faith can grow in that to learn all about the unknown. I also want to give a little snippet to the back of the bulletin. I was kind of reading that while everything was going on. The example of our Lord. It ties in very well with what I was saying this morning. So I pray that you all go and you are safe. God be with you all.